Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Here in Michigan, we talk so much about the roads, and mostly it's done in the form of a complaint. I thought that was Whitmer's big thing. Get a new governor. Reduce the weight limits on semi-trucks. Go back to dirt roads. Fork over some money. Heated roads? It will never be solved, and we know it. If anything's ever to change, though, we must understand how we got here in Michigan and what it takes to get out. I'm Zach Clark. Just how bad are our roads? Some people in Michigan would say all you have to do is count the potholes, but there actually is a metric by which road conditions are measured. The Federal Highway Safety Administration has what they call an International Roughness Index, or the IRI. An IRI measure of less than 95 indicates a road in good condition, between 95 and 170 is acceptable, and greater than 170 is poor. Michigan's IRI is 10th in the country with an index of 127. For reference, the worst was Washington, D.C., 215 on the IRI scale, the lowest Idaho, 59. So technically, Michigan's roads are acceptable, the IRI says so. But if you look a bit more closely, only 37% of Michigan roads are considered to be in good condition. 25%, a quarter of the roads here in Michigan, scored in the poor category. Here's Diane Cross from the Michigan Department of Transportation. It's the age of the road, and right now we are working on the 275 project, which we will be addressing some of those for a bigger fix, right? When we reconstruct the road, then we we take off everything on the top and rebuild it from the ground up. And ramps are even worse because they are ramps. They're bridges. So air, temperature, all of that gets underneath it as well, which is why that's where we always have the potholes first will be usually ramps, bridges, because they don't have the same solid support as the ground does. And that's just an area that unfortunately responds to the weather much sooner. And we'll get out there and fix them the best that we can. It will be a temporary fix until we can rebuild that. I believe we're going to be starting working on 275 in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be back there working on southbound, and we will address that bridge as well. You heard Diane right there talking about a major piece of roadway, I-275. Most of the issues you're going to see come on the side streets. Your main lines like I-275 or think bigger roads like the Lodge, Woodward, they're not the biggest problem spots. I am not saying there are not issues in those spots, but roads are done on a priority system and the money is limited, right? So when it runs out, it's usually your neighborhood streets that are left behind. Part of the issue is the age of the roads. Michigan went through a huge suburban boom in the 1970s and going forward, which means the expansion of the number of roads increased dramatically. In a way, it's not that Michigan stopped funding road work. It's that the state didn't expand the road budget proportionally to the increase in miles of road. So how do we fix it? Well, there is no simple answer here, but money is usually a good way to start. And right now, Michigan has an opportunity to make some headway. We have an opportunity here uh, in Michigan to spend billions of dollars of federal dollars um, on our infrastructure in Michigan, and that's being stalled right now in the House. That is Lance Benonomy. He's the vice president of government affairs at the Michigan Infrastructure and Transportation Association, 
That's a lobbying group that represents companies statewide who work on things like roads, bridges, utility systems. We are missing opportunities. And the longer you wait uh, and the longer we don't invest properly, the worse our roads get and the more expensive they cost. A lot of people are concerned about the bonding that we've done for our highway system, um, but the percentage that we're going to pay on the bonds, the interest rate is a lot cheaper than what we will pay by ignoring the problem and having to reconstruct roads in the future. That part about the bonding. In 2020, instead of raising taxes, Governor Gretchen Whitmer authorized the sale of $3.5 billion in bonds, with the first $800 million worth already sold. Basically, this is the state borrowing money from whoever it is that buys the bond. When the bond matures fully, the holder can cash it in for the original value plus interest. When it comes to taxes, are we getting the right bang for our buck? I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you here, but follow along with me. According to the American Petroleum Institute, the average gas tax across the U.S. is just over 57 cents a gallon. That includes 18 cents per gallon in federal gas tax. Michigan is 10th in the country. 63.5 cents per gallon goes to the gas tax. But here's the thing. Per capita, Michigan spends the least amount of money on the roads. That's a really hard concept to square, and I know most of the frustration is directed at state and local governments, but most of the funding for road projects comes from the federal government. Here's the other thing. According to the Tax Foundation, who used census data to determine that Michigan is using taxpayer dollars to fund 82% of road projects, which means the state's not taking in a whole lot of federal dollars. That was a lot of numbers. The question is, though, how do other states make it work? Michigan is not alone. There are 50 other states, if you include the District of Columbia. What do they do to make it work? Benonomy, our road lobbyist, says they committed to a tax increase, something that Michigan has been hesitant to do. We, we get our roads and bridges into good condition, and we, we do nothing to maintain that investment. Um, whereas uh, Ohio periodically has had gas tax increases um, since since the 90s, where we, we had no gas tax increase from 1996 to you can't find anything that cost the same in 2014 or 15 that did in 1996. Wisconsin, when they increased their gas tax in the 90s, um, they they attached it to an inflationary increase. So during the 90s and early 2000s, they've increased their gas tax each year as inflation increased, whereas ours stood stagnant in Michigan. When it's applied, both asphalt and concrete, they're basically liquids. But when they harden, they still keep some of that stretchiness. That is, if it's relatively warm, spring, summer, fall. Cold weather makes both of those surfaces more brittle. The main problem, though, is temperature change. Water expands into volume by about 10% when it becomes ice. So when water goes into cracks and freezes, it acts as a spacer, making the crack bigger and eventually creating everybody's favorite thing, a pothole. Some of these issues are virtually unpreventable. Science is what it is, and the materials currently available are what they are though there are some studies being done on a road surface that would allegedly heal itself. When we talk about climate change and the weather, often we talk about that in the future tense. But what about right now? Over the next several days, right now it's February 16th, Michigan's expected to get rain, then freezing periods, followed by heavy snow. I mean, absolute weather chaos. Here in Metro Detroit, we saw major flooding last summer after heavy rains. It became a major concern for residents. Here's Diane Cross again. She says MDOT is working to stay ahead of the curve. Well, this is what we do 365 days a year, is deal with issues on the road. We try to, as part of our regular maintenance, do things like uh, keep the catch basins clear. Those are the drains on the road. Unfortunately, it's a constant problem with people throwing trash out of their windows, but also when they don't keep trash contained and we get any kind of flooding at all, 
the freeways are the low point, so trash gets pushed out to and dropped to the low point on the freeways. So that's a constant issue, trying to keep those drains cleared as well. And our pump stations, the maintenance of those, that continues around the clock normally. And, of course, everybody's watching the weather right now, right, because this affects all of us. And keeping those pump houses going, hopefully with power, and we've got to keep the water off the roadway, and that's our goal. One of the things that stuck out to me was a conversation I had with a civil engineer, the people that design the way the roads are built. He says there is this perception that those who are building and fixing the roads don't know what they're doing. He told me you may see a road crew out fixing a piece of roadway, and then you'll see them out there a few years later. He says nine times out of ten, that is by design. While people like me may think, oh my God, they were just here, they knew this was going to happen. Rebuilding a road and repaving a road are two different things, the latter not being built to last. So when they're out there the first time, they know they will likely be out there in that same spot soon, especially if it's not a rebuilding of the road. And those are the choices that governments have to make. Do you rebuild the road completely or do you repair it and then you're forced to come out a few years later to fix the same problem? Those are the problems, right? That's what's happening. How do we turn this around? What does Michigan have to do to improve the quality of roadways and keep it that way? Funding needs to increase. We know that. But raising taxes is a rarely popular move. But the longer the roads go without fixing, well, it reminds me of a saying my dad used to tell me when I was a kid. Drove me crazy. Poor planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. But according to Benomini, the wait-and-see method is what Michigan has used for years. I think it's an education effort for the public and media and politicians. Right now, for the short term, we're in a really good condition, or position, I should say, because of the infrastructure fund out of the federal government and because of the bonding that the governor has done and because of increased revenues in the state. And we have some more general fund money to put towards roads and bridges, which the governor proposed in her most recent budget. Um, after about five years, when the, the federal investment falls off, the bonding program falls off, we are going to be in a situation where revenues are going to severely decline. And again, as we talked earlier, we're going to be in a situation where we're going to build a lot of stuff, but we're not going to have the resources to maintain that. We need to start educating the public on this is coming up in the near future and not wait till it's a crisis in five, six years while our backs are against the wall, which is what we've done in the state for decades, unfortunately. And in reality, when we look at this problem as a whole, potholes or road conditions, infrastructure, there is no one answer. Why? Because this is not a singular problem. It's a combination, a cocktail of aging infrastructure, changing climate, and a lack of funding relative to the growth of miles of roadway here in Michigan. The time to act was likely yesterday, and if nothing else is done, the roads will only get worse, if you can imagine that. I'm Zach Clark. Thanks for listening. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.